It's Russia versus Canada this August 17th, 2014, and we're not talking hockey. I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And it's This Week in Water. Canada and Russia are about to engage in a smackdown, and the impression of Canadians as being terminally nice is going to change, as the Canadian government is on a mission to prove scientifically that it has sovereignty over the Arctic, including the North Pole. At stake underneath the icy crust is a massive wealth of oil and gas deposits, which make Santa's neighborhoods some pretty prime real estate. So how will Canada prove it owns the North Pole? Canada claims it is sovereign over all of the continental shelf, which it argues includes the North Pole. The claim is based upon the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, which provides that all countries have an exclusive economic zone extending 200 miles off their coasts. The UN Convention allows coastal countries to claim the contiguous continental shelf under their coastal waters. Two Canadian icebreakers are collecting data that will show where the continental shelf begins and ends. Canada is banking on the data collected to show that the undersea shelf extends as far as the North Pole. Other claimants to sovereignty over the Arctic include Denmark and the U.S., but the major disputant in this struggle is Russia, which has stepped up its military presence in the area. It's been a saga of extremes for residents of Detroit. They can't seem to catch a break. The story of water shutoffs in the city has been widely reported, but last Monday, Detroit received over four and a half inches of rain in just a few hours. The heavy rain led to some of the most widespread flash flooding ever recorded in the Motor City. Every freeway was flooded, leading to numerous high water rescues as pumping systems used to keep water from piling up on roadways was overwhelmed. Paul Gross, chief meteorologist for WDIV-TV Detroit, said that the event was absolutely unprecedented in his long career in the city. According to the National Climate Assessment released in May, heavy downpours like this one in Detroit have increased in frequency in the past three to five decades, particularly in the Midwest and Northeast, and such trends are likely to continue. Last week's storm will likely cause tens of millions of dollars in damage to a city already struggling economically. About 20,000 people in northwestern Mexico are without water due to a massive leak of sulfuric acid into the Sonora River. The acid leak came from a copper mine owned by Grupo Mexico. The spill probably took place about 10 days ago, but the company was slow to report it. According to the Latin American Herald Tribune, the leak has killed fish and livestock and has caused a 38-mile orange slick on the river. Residents of affected areas complained that they received no warning about the spill and were not even told that their water would be cut off. In order to clean up the contamination, the company has dumped about 100 tons of lime into the river. But environmentalists in the area are skeptical that this will begin to address the health risks caused by the changes to the metal content of the water. Mexico's National Human Rights Commission has initiated an investigation into the matter on the basis that access to water is a human right. Things like pharmaceuticals, personal care products, herbicides, and flame retardants are increasingly showing up in rivers and streams. 
called Contaminants of Emerging Concern, or CECs, these chemicals are not well studied, so it's hard to know what their impact is on ecosystem health. A new study out of Stanford might be able to help. It found that in the right quantities, bivalves, such as clams and mussels, can remove CECs from water and in a matter of days. In the study published in Environmental Science and Technology, researchers subjected clams and mussels to treated wastewater with various concentrations of CECs. Within 72 hours, the bivalves had removed up to 80% of the chemicals, with each mussel filtering about 2 liters of water a day. Although we can't expect municipal water treatment facilities to deploy an army of bivalves anytime soon, the study's author said that mussels and clams could be put to work in wetlands and manage natural water systems to treat things such as agricultural or urban runoff, an arrangement that could have the added benefit of saving bivalves themselves. More than 70% of native U.S. freshwater mussels are at risk of extinction. As no doubt all of our listeners are aware, California is experiencing one of its driest years ever. One of the greatest ironies of this situation is that bottled water is still being shipped out of California. A report by Mother Jones last week detailed how Aquafina, Dasani, Crystal Geyser, and Arrowhead are all selling water from California to the rest of the country. Aquafina and Dasani simply pull water out of California taps, bottle it, and export it to areas that are not experiencing any drought. Arrowhead and Crystal Geyser use spring water. California is the only western state that does not regulate groundwater. If you drill and find water, you too could bottle it up and sell it to places outside of California. Water bottling companies are not required to disclose where they get their H2O. And as Mother Jones reports, the biggest reason that bottled water is coming from drought-stricken California is probably due to the fact that demand is still high. In 2012, the U.S. bottling industry sold 10 billion gallons of water. And now here's our intern Haley with some droplets from the world of science. Water still has a lot to teach us, according to new research in an article from motherboard.com. As anyone who has experienced a riptide or even simply tried to escape a wave knows, the pull of water can be powerful. Riptides are caused by the motion of waves as the water on shore works against the incoming water to flow back out into the ocean. Also known as rip currents, these strong, narrow currents of water are very dangerous to people in the water, but apparently also useful in cleaning the water itself. Scientists from the Australian National University have found a way to replicate the wave motion that causes a rip current, and even manipulate the current to form what they are calling water tractor beams. They have used the beams experimentally to move ping pong balls in any direction they wanted across the surface of the water. The hope is that these tractor beams could be used to clean up debris and even oil spills in the ocean. It just goes to show that while Star Trek's technology may be a ways off, there is still plenty that water can do for us right now. And finally this week, a heartwarming story. San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency was planning to retire its oldest diesel buses with hybrids as a part of a plan to become emission-free by 2020. But what to do with the old buses? If you guessed 
turn them into showers for the homeless, then you're probably as brilliant as Donise Sandoval. She saw the lack of hygiene services for the more than 7,000 people living on San Francisco streets and decided to act. Inspired in part by mobile food trucks, she founded Lava May, a mobile showering service that officially took to the streets last week. Lava May, Spanish for wash me, operates out of a donated bus retrofitted with two shower suites, each containing a shower, toilet, sink, and hair dryer, simple amenities that most of us take for granted. Gray water produced by the showers is treated with an eco-friendly disinfectant and then drained into sidewalk catch basins. Black water from the toilets is picked up by a wastewater hauling company. Since Sandoval first announced plans for Lava May, people from more than 50 cities worldwide have reached out to her about implementing similar mobile shower programs. Said Sandoval, hygiene brings dignity, and dignity opens up opportunity. We couldn't agree more. Shower the people you love with love. Show them the way that you feel. Shower the people you love with love. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado Waterwise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org. You know the rain. Like the pouring down, rain pouring down, make it rain.